Glow Journal podcast, a conversation with the beautiful minds behind the world's biggest beauty brands. I'm your host, beauty writer Gemma Watts, and in this episode, I'm joined by the founder and CEO of Indota Spa, Melanie Gleason. When Melanie opened the first Indota Spa in the year 2000, spas didn't exist. In fact, there were so few day spas in Australia that upon applying for a business permit, the local government thought Melanie was applying to open a brothel. Today, however, it is safe to say that the holistic wellness movement has well and truly made it to the mainstream. Having been instilled with the ethos that we should respect ourselves, others and the environment from an early age, Melanie has sat at the helm of Indota as it expanded to 102 spas nationally and she's seen it become the largest spa network in Australia. I caught up with Melanie in Victoria's Mornington Peninsula to discuss how she championed an entire wellness movement, the importance of supporting women in business, and what she has done to turn the Indota Spa Network into a community. So you grew up here on the beautiful Mornington Peninsula. I'm yes. very jealous. And I understand that it was your surrounds and the environment that really served as the inspiration for Indota. Being inspired by nature, however, could have taken you down a number of different paths. So mm. why beauty? Look, I think um, the school that I went to on the Mornington Peninsula had three rules. Mm-hmm which was amazing really, but they covered everything. Yeah. And it was respect for yourself, mm-hmm. others and the environment. I so, love that. Yeah, very clever. Um, but that's really where an appreciation for nature was formed. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think then moving forward through life, understanding that nature's a great teacher. Yes. And it shows you that we're all connected. Mm-hmm. And I think for me, once I started in the beauty wellness industry, mm-hmm. it wasn't really a wellness industry back then, so beauty industry, Yeah, um, I could see the connection. Mm-hmm. And I could see that when people slowed down and took some time, whether it be in nature or during a treatment, mm-hmm. um, they changed. Mm. They changed physically from being in stress, but emotionally as well and so it was really about being able to care for more people yeah and do that on a larger scale yeah it's funny how you say that beauty and wellness were Mm. two different things because now I feel like the two are inextricably linked but correct yeah you know ahead of your time in the beginning this is a bit funny well it wasn't then but I it is now looking back Mm -hmm. but um at the very first spa Mm -hmm. that um, I opened, I had to write um, for a permit on the, to, to get the permit what services we did. Yeah. So I wrote massage, facials, body treatments, mm-hmm. all that sort of thing. Anyway, the local council received 14 objections. What? Because they thought it was going to be a brothel. Oh, my God. So really, you know, 18 so was that years ago. that foreign concept? See, that foreign concept. So it was a lot about education. Mm. I flash forward 18 years and people are Instagramming their smoothies and yes. everyone's in activewear. Yeah. That, uh, oh, you've caught me on the one day that I'm not in mine. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, there's been massive changes, yeah. in, which we now have a wellness industry. Mm. We didn't really before. So yeah, a lot has changed. 
So what was your first real memory of beauty aside from getting asked if you were opening a brothel? Yeah, I think um, I remember my mum and her sister, um, when they were together, Mm -hmm. they would get stopped a lot. Yeah. And people would just say, oh, you're so beautiful. They were tanned skin and dark hair. And then as they got older, their their hair went a beautiful white. Mm -hmm. And they just looked so beautiful. And people would stop them. And I used to think, wow, you know, stopping them to tell them that they were... That's such a nice thing that people don't really do that much anymore. No, because you'd be scared that people would go, what are you doing? Yeah, so I think the beauty in the physical sense... Mm -hmm. Would be that because that was different. But as far as beauty in who we are and nature, I I was brought up with a good appreciation for the world that the creator has made Mm -hmm. and how we're part of it and how we co-create together. And I think it's always been around me, Mm -hmm. in me. Prior to launching in Dota, you were working in a day spa. Were yeah. there any learnings from that period that have stayed with you? Oh, so many. So I worked for an amazing man who ran a small business um, in the health and wellness industry and he really taught me how to run a small business. So mm-hmm. prior to that, I hadn't had any management experience. Yeah. So it taught me a lot about... Um, all the things that are involved in small business behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. So all the numbers, all the budgeting. You know, yeah, it just uh, the very glamorous, the very glamorous side of things. <laughs> yeah. So that that was a very good and steep mm-hmm. learning curve. Yeah. Um, but that really gave me the confidence to then think, wow, I'm doing this for someone else. I could maybe give this a shot myself. Yeah. It was in. 2000 that yes. Indota came to be what was yeah. the catalyst that led you to I think it was business? just the fact that I had worked for someone else which I thought back then was a long time it probably wasn't it was probably only about four years yeah but working really hard for someone else yeah and thought I really want to be able to do this for myself mm-hmm. and I was also so there was that also traveling about an hour and a half each way to work every that'll day. do it so that did it as well <laughs> that was a great motivator but and just wanted something more morning home because mm-hmm. I love the Mornington Peninsula. I'm so it's beautiful, very blessed to live here. So I wanted to be able to bring what I had learnt down mm-hmm. here. Yeah, it's one thing to be working in a spa and to be learning these bits and pieces about mm-hmm. business, but I feel like it's a very different thing to physically start your own business. So where mm-hmm. did you start? How did you approach it? Look, I think I often look back, being 26, Mm -hmm. I was 26 at the time, I hadn't had children and I wasn't married. Yeah. So I, it was like I was a bit invincible and I didn't have a lot to lose. Me right now. (laughs) Me right now. So I was brought up in a really loving, caring family Mm -hmm. and school gave me confidence. So I knew that if I had a crack at something and it didn't work out, I would still be loved and, you know, I didn't have... I didn't have – I had a very good foundation on which to give something a go. So I think at that time it was just like, yeah, we'll give this a crack. Mm -hmm. So through caution to the wind and actually it was a conversation with um, a lady called Helen who is now our national trainer for Ah. Australia. 
She's an amazing lady. She's been in the industry for about 30 years. And I remember her saying at one point, Melanie, you've been talking about this dream long enough. Mm -hmm. If you're going to do it, you need to bite the bullet and do it. It's a hard thing, isn't it? It really is. Yeah. Yeah. But so she sort of gave me a push in the right Mm -hmm. direction and... I think everyone needs that sometimes, a little little kick up the backside. Yeah. (laughs) So it was a lot of things, Mm -hmm. naivety, bravery on the other hand, uh, and just the love of making people feel better. I mean, really. That's what it is, isn't it? If you love doing it, you love talking to people and learning their stories and sharing, and I like making people feel better, and I think when you've... When you do something that you love, you have to love it because I don't yeah. know how people can sustain doing something they don't. It makes yeah. me a bit sad to hear that people are just going I mean, through for the some motions. people, I guess work is a means to an end, but it's, yeah, it's a, a very different way mm. of living. Yeah. Not so we're blessed if we can we do something that we love and make a difference yes. and, and love it. Yeah. While we're talking about how you got started, am I mm. correct in saying the first in Dota? HQ was more or less a tin shed. Certainly was. Distinctly (laughs) different to where we're sitting now. Yes, yeah. So we've had a few iterations of um, support Mm centre, but there was one that was an old tin shed um, up in Red Hill in our hinterland here on Mornington Peninsula, which has now been transformed into an amazing Epicurean centre and is a real Ah. hub. And we have a, a... business owner up there a franchisee who does amazing treatments but yeah so we were in the shed back then it wasn't developed there was no heating or cooling and oh yeah just (laughs) just the elements (laughs) perfect in the um you know yeah height of summer the depths of winter at red hill yeah but it was all fun and you know we got through it and yeah all part of the learning that aside having Mm. no heating or cooling what were some of the biggest challenges that you faced in the company's infancy? Oh, there were a lot. Yeah. Um, being being young and female was mm-hmm. one challenge. Um, not having any capital, yeah, really, was course. another challenge. And the education around the industry. So mm-hmm. just telling people what a day spa was and... So they're really, you were... I think there was about four or five maybe in Australia. In the the whole country? Mm. And they were generally in like luxury hotels. Right. So there wasn't really... It was really, there were massage clinics and there were beauty salons. But they hadn't merged really back then. So a beauty salon is what, nails, hair? Yeah, it would have been waxing, tinting. They would have done facials. But it was like we brought the crossover of massage, remedial certainly, and and more body treatments into a space where you could experience everything. And then we used to, in the beginning, we did girls' days out. So we had like tarot card readers come in or energy workers and... And we'd shut the spa down and have a whole group of girls. I mean, that it was just rare. It wasn't yeah. everywhere like it is now. It's mm. a beautiful thing. Mm. Was there a moment when you thought, okay, we're really onto something with all of the, you know, challenges aside? Mm. And mm. I mean, when you launch a business, it's mm. obviously a difficult thing. When mm. was the moment where you thought, okay, we've got this? I think. Um when people started calling and saying, are you a franchise? You know, can, yeah. we, can we start one in our area? Yeah. 
So in the beginning, um, we ran a couple on our own, testing the model, mm-hmm. and then Helen, who I spoke about before, she opened one up in Albert Park and did it like a test case. Yeah. But then when people that we didn't know <laughs> started calling, yeah, that was probably the moment like, wow, yeah, this has got some traction. How long did it take for you to I get think that traction? Probably about four years, four or five years. Yep. Mm. That's still that's a very short amount yeah, of time it is. to Yeah. You know. So the first the one in Mornington that we company owned, that was the first franchise. Mm-hmm. And two amazing ladies and they had it for ten years and then unsold wow. it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So yeah, we've yeah, it's I think that was a moment and then as far as the product company, because we yes. we're we're a franchise company and we're a product yes. house. And um, we we'll run spas ourselves. Yeah, stunning. thank you. But I think the first time that I really thought the product had legs outside our network, because mm-hmm. our therapists were very much involved in the creation of it. But um, many moons ago, when we were we were in David Jones, and I walked in just to have a look, and someone yeah. that I I didn't know or wasn't a friend of my mum's picked it up, and I was like, oh my gosh. Someone's picking it up that's not doing it as a, you know, it's a surreal. Favor. Yeah, and I thought, wow, this is this is it. It yeah. would be hard to hold yourself back. Well, I not, wanted to go up and yeah. say, have you used it before? Yes. <laughs> but and here are some other products that yes, will be beautiful I, with yeah. that one. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't, but that was a bit of a moment. There's been a lot, you know what, there's been amazing moments and yeah. hard moments, but all learnings. Yes. Yeah, Very all learnings. You mentioned that in 2000 there were you know, four or five mm. spas across Australia, which is crazy to me. Yeah, I know. Baffling. How did you work to convince investors, family, people that were coming on board to work mm. for and with you that there would be longevity in this? Mm. Well, um, the fact that we had run a couple on mm. their own and they had worked. Yeah. Um, so that was a, a great test testing ground. Yes. Um, and I think it was really about just sharing the vision for the brand and what it could be. And a lot of the people that join the network and still do, um, our business owners, mm-hmm. they're women who've worked in corporate environments, um, uh-huh. you know, in amazing, often executive roles, yeah. who've got to a point in their lives where they either want families or they want more time. Mm-hmm. And a co- the corporate world still demands yeah. a lot of time and energy. Whereas having even your own now. business, yeah, even now, but having your own business, although it's demanding and stressful at times and requires a lot of energy, you still have flexibility yes. and you're the master of your own destiny. So I think the fact that of the industry that we were in was appealing, mm-hmm. but also the fact that people could take the systems and procedures that we had created and all the marketing and the tools and work within that and make it their own. Mm -hmm. I remember um, our our first business owners in South Australia. Yeah. And they still own Endota Spas today. Mm. Two absolutely amazing ladies. And I remember um, just thinking, gosh, I mean, these these girls could go and do this themselves. And I said to them, why? Why don't you just, you know, you're amazing. Like the... They did an amazing presentation and why they wanted to be part of the brand. Mm-hmm. And they said, Mel, really, you've done the hard yards. Yeah. You've, you've, we'll, we'll help you and we'll add to it and we'll grow it. But you've set up the systems and the procedures mm-hmm. and you know what we don't about the industry. So we would rather take 
the sh- the shell, yeah. the franchise, the what you've, the tools, and build on it. Mm-hmm. And so, and so that was um, that was a bit of a turning point too. I think that's yeah. a very clever thing to be able to, I guess, identify where your skill set is, yes. and for them to say, yeah, no, no. Don't want to start from scratch. I want to take this yeah. and run with it. Yeah, and a lot of the owners. I was actually at a speaking event last night, and I was saying how a lot of our owners um, have other businesses as well. Really? Yeah. So they'll have a couple of Endota franchises, but then they'll 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 do other things. So mm-hmm. we've got an amazing group of yeah people in our network, and the knowledge collectively is outstanding. It's very important. Yeah. Yeah. You mentioned that a lot of the women who are part of, I guess, the Indota family had come mm. from a corporate environment. Mm. Um, aside from being a female-founded company, you also employ a team that is close to 95% female. So mm. has that, I mean, I guess empowering women, has that been something that you've always worked consciously to do or is was it, you know, sheer coincidence that that's the way it's happened? Um, it wasn't coincidence, but it wasn't manufactured either. It's yeah. partly because this industry is still predominantly women. Yes. Um, it's partly because we had a lot of friends and family that worked in the beginning yeah. and are still here today. So um, partly that and partly I just think women are amazing and they get so much we done, are, right? So <laughs> <laughs> I think um, I love their passion and their energy. Mm-hmm. And I love the the care and empathy they bring. Yes. And I think a great thing for me was I never worked in corporate. Yeah. So I never worked in male-dominated mm-hmm. industries. So I never had to fight against yeah. whatever that might be. And, you know, we sp- I spend a lot of time at Endota. Mm-hmm. And so for me, bringing in a yoga room or having energy workers come in. sitting now. Yeah. I love this. Or tarot card readers or we do lunch on a Tuesday. I do that because it's what I want and I don't have time to do that outside of work so we bring it in and everybody here um, can enjoy it as well. One of our um, team members, Kendall, she's an amazing lady, she's created a market. It's so cool. So once a quarter we have a market but it's everything handmade that people make here. So wow. we've got ceramicists, we've got artists. I know, right? And so she said I wish up people could see my face. Yeah. <laughs> it's just occurred to me that this is a podcast yeah, and I can't see the look yeah. on my face. And I'm oh. my hand movements. So she sets <laughs> up out in the courtyard where all the veggie gardens are and then in our beautiful kitchen. And we have all the arts and crafts. When does this happen? I might Once have a quarter. Come. I think the next one's March. Oh, I might have to come back for a yeah. part two. <laughs> but it's everything that everybody's made and it's such wow. a beautiful... And then we swap and share clothes. and Oh, I love that. Yeah, so. But it was good. just, and in all sincerity, even just walking in, it was just a really good vibes. Thank you. Everyone seems yeah. like they're happy to be here, which is yeah. a really refreshing yeah. thing when we, you walk we, into a business you know of this what? size. But we do have our moments. If you'd have oh, walked in here all? at Christmas time, <laughs> <laughs> ooh, everyone's running. It's very busy. <laughs> I mean, are you really running a business if you're not having a breakdown at Christmas time? No, that's time? exactly right. <laughs> exactly right, Jim. You have two sons, so how mm. do you balance family with, you know, a multi-million dollar business of this scale? Um, yeah, I've got two gorgeous boys. Jimmy is six and Fergus is ten. Yeah. And I have an amazing support crew. Mm-hmm. So my husband um, 
we made the decision a couple of years ago mm-hmm. together that he would bite the bullet and become the home, that's amazing. home carer. So that's been an amazing journey for him and mm-hmm. the boys have really flourished. Um, and we've got an amazing support team as well here in Dota. Yeah. Um, and I'm not afraid to ask for help. Yes, that's or a give very help when it's asked thing. of me. Yeah. So I think all of those things and creating a space where I didn't have to travel to the city. Yes. You know, like I do travel, um, but creating somewhere close to home so mm. that I can have the lifestyle that I want is important. And we've got amazing talent down here on the peninsula. Yeah. So, yeah, amazing support crew, asking for help. All of those sorts of things. I think as well a business of this nature kind of lends Mm. itself to this setting. Yeah. Yeah, I think, yeah, that certainly helps. Yeah. We've talked about how in Dota empowers women, the franchise owners, people working here, the culture. Mm. But beyond those that you employ, if we were to look at any in Dota campaigns, Mm. we do see really all ages represented. That to Mm. me feels like a given because your customer is not just sitting in one age group yeah but i mean it's a rarity in the beauty industry why do we why do you think that is i don't know (laughs) um i know for us beauty is within everything and we're very aware that it's from within Mm -hmm. um i think here we have an understanding of beauty beyond the physical. Yes. Um, well, and it's a what deep you said spirituality. before. It's mm. about, you know, people walking away feeling amazing. Mm. Yeah, the feeling. Mm. The feeling, but now we've got science to back up those feelings, yes. you know. So, um, But for us, so we've used our, I mean, we've our own team members here at head office in some of our photo shoots. Ah. Yeah, so we just, I mean... We're surrounded with beauty, really, and all types of beauty. So I think we just embrace it. And we've got women of all ages and all ages, all nationalities. Mm. I mean, God, there's beauty in everything, right? In the eye of the beholder. Yeah, so I think, look, old mainstream beauty was, I don't know, unattainable maybe. Yeah, I to the same, that. also a bit same same. Yeah, you know, everyone's starting to. Whereas we we just we just go with what we like, and That's lucky for us, we, we are our clients. We're the same mm-hmm. demographic. We we like the same things. I think that's yeah. a nice thing now as well. The fact that you know that's obviously an ethos that you've had it's since day dot, and you've maintained yeah. that. Yeah, it's not manufactured. It's no. just who we are. It's a very yeah powerful thing um i mean the same goes for your choice to work with long-term brand ambassadors mm. rather than just getting you know an influencer yes. in inverted commas to yeah. do kind of a one-off spruik and mm. the women that you do work with they're all creatives they are and they're amazing like one of them she speaks five languages Oh my! I that's know, they're the all, dream. They're ama- I know that's oh. something I wish I had done. <laughs> but um, still, time. Yeah, there is. I right. imagine you've got so much time <laughs> on your plate with business and a young know. family. Mm. But yeah, so I just think um, yeah, there's a lot of amazing women out there, mm. and we should be. We are certainly celebrating those women and all of everything about them, mm. not, not just how they look. How did yeah. you come across those women, your ambassadors? 
Some we've just loved. Like, yeah. Oh, imagine if we could work with so-and-so or whatever. Mm-hmm. So a lot of it came from there and then um, different agencies that we've worked with yeah. have suggested people. But mainly it comes from people in here like, oh, my God, I love so-and-so's work. Why don't we? Mm. It, uh, our Christmas um, that we just did, we worked with an amazing um, artist and ceramicist based here in Melbourne. Yes. Um, Carla Denage and, and she creates beautiful work so it was things that we already loved and we were like oh imagine if we called her and she said yeah she'd like to collaborate mm. so really we just it it's that way things that we love and see if people want to work with us I think that's a very refreshing thing as well that you are just looking for people that you admire mm. and that you know there's substance there rather than trying to tick a box and mm. saying okay well if we work with this person then yeah. that will get us in front of you know an audience of mm. x amount you know look it's been tempting but i think everything within dota it feels a bit like we've taken the long road the longer harder road yes so in the beginning we were very much a service yeah we started on the services yes it started with services so we didn't make product for the first five or six years Mm -hmm. the product was born out of our clients and our therapists saying please create something yeah then we could have just created any old run-of-the-mill product in a bottle yeah but no or let's do organic no one was doing certified organic at the time when did the when did you start you know developing product maybe 2006 Okay, so you yeah. really would have been one of the first to, yeah. to do organic. Yeah. That would, yeah. And um, oh, there were very few manufacturers. That, oh, that would have been that could near do impossible. Yeah. yeah. And chemists. So the, the road has been longer and harder at every turn. Mm. But it's just how we are. The, the, yeah. the modalities, the treatment modalities that we choose, the research mm. that goes into those... Mm. there's so much behind the scenes before it actually hits and but i think although the road's been long um what it's what it has done amongst our clients is it's it's a real trust and credibility yeah and they do look to us for that and i and i believe it's because of all the the time and effort that goes into everything behind the scenes yeah yeah i agree with that um, I mean, as, as speaking of products, aside from skincare, you've got colour cosmetics now as yeah, well. Yeah, we do. I so love that do. range. Thank There's you. A, a, a cream blush in mm. particular that I... It's a good one. It's beautiful. Yeah, I so mean, it's all beautiful, but... Thank you. I'm going that, through a real blush phase in my oh, life. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it's so good. That's all I... We don't, so that was created because we don't use a lot of makeup. So yeah. it was like, guys... What's your 12 things that you, or mm. six things that you do that you can't live without? Yeah. So it was mascara, highlighter, a tint that we could use on lips and cheeks. You yes. know, it's really, <laughs> well, what do you walk thing. out the door and you have to have on? So that was it. And that's how the range was born. I mean, the, the colour range, none of it feels like the sort of things that you're using to, you know, change what you look like it's no, just, just an enhancement yes yeah and also it's got lovely ingredients in so it's good for the skin yeah yeah so we've got the three product ranges now we've got the organic range the color and new age yes yeah so all all really proud of them my mum yeah. swears by new age yeah. and the packaging is so luxe as well i know that's not you know yeah. the no, be all still, and end all but it's, it's nice. a nice thing yeah 
so it's again it's about having that feeling it's nice yeah. to have things on your dresser that you think oh yeah this is a nice ritual yes all of i mean what everything that we've discussed thus far sort of sets in dota apart but yet another thing it does come back to inclusivity and something I would love to talk more with you about is what you do with Australia's Indigenous community. Mm. Yeah, so, ooh, how many years ago now? Time's a bit of a blur for me. <laughs> Maybe five. Yeah. So a girlfriend and I took a trip to Darwin to um, the Indigenous art fair up there. Yeah. And we met a group of amazing ladies, mm-hmm. um, which are actually from the Fitzroy Crossing. Yes. So um, after the art fair, we kept in contact and I was lucky enough um, to go and stay with the ladies. And they have created a healing space, really, mm-hmm. um, art therapy. And they have wow. a studio and a workshop and people can go and um, create art. Yeah. And to make them still that's hear my the phone, phone vibrate. Right? <laughs> um, and they can create art. So we went and spent some time with the girls at the Fitzroy Crossing. Yeah. And we met um, the artists and they took us out and showed us how they made, collected and then made the dyes. Wow. Yeah. And they do amazing lino cuts and different sorts of print work. And um, we built up a really great friendship. And so mm-hmm. we, then we talked about working with them um, on a larger scale through mm-hmm. Endota. And um, they have designed the, the inside of the colour packaging. Yes. And so that's their work. That. Amazing. Yeah. And now they work with a couple of other businesses. But so they create now, um, they've created a business for themselves and just produce some really, really beautiful. It art. is beautiful. Yeah. I'll make sure because a blog post will go up with okay. this as well. I'll yeah. have to yeah get some info some from us because it's yeah. really beautiful work. A- and we would have pictures of the artists as well if you oh, want those. Beautiful. Yeah, I just yeah, it's just I, obviously people are listening to this, but it's nice to have yeah the imagery. visual as well. Yeah, you guys will turn twenty next year, which yes. is amazing. Again, I wish they could see your facial expressions. Yes. <laughs> A lot has changed in the beauty industry, both locally and globally in that time. I would say particularly in the last probably five years. Yeah, I think you're right. Mm. I mean, the explosion of social. How do you maintain relevance? We've obviously talked about how you've stayed true to the brand's values over that Mm. time, but how do you keep it feeling fresh to Mm. people? It's an interesting one. A lot of it is listening to our therapists and our clients about what they want and need. But a lot of it is about, I mean, in the very beginning we were doing meditation while we were having facials and and then people, it sort of did, we were a bit ahead of our time and it didn't catch on. Yeah. And then now it's sort of reoccurring again. So we're just bringing back what we... We've had smudge sticks. I think you were ahead and of your time in the yeah. number of we, <laughs> We've had a lot of those things and it's just taken a little while to catch on. So now mm. we've got a Live Well range and we've got our diffusers yeah. and our smudge sticks and our essential oils. I'm so just looking just, at everything on this table yes, in front of us. Yes, oh, beautiful vibrational essences. Amazing. Yeah, so I think it's about just re reintroducing some of those things. But mm. over that period of time, what's made that 
what's made us able to do that is the consciousness has changed Mm -hmm. and people are more willing now, whether it's by, not by force, but the environment has forced it upon us or the way we work and live. Mm. But people are more willing now to spend time on themselves and not feel guilty about it. Yes. And there's a real movement around self-care, yes. especially for this women. I yeah. wanted to talk about this because right. the self-care movement, I mean, it's funny that that has come, uh, not funny, but it, yeah. that's come to the forefront almost simultaneously yeah. with this rise of digital and the two yeah. feel contradictory. They do and they are. Yeah. And they are. <laughs> Very much so. Um but it is about so so, so the, the positives are people are realizing that if they want to sustain the pace in the way mm-hmm. they're living, you need downtime. Yes, you know you cannot run and run and run and not rest because yes. your body breaks down and you the you are out of harmony. Yeah, and disease yeah. is what comes from that. You're, it you're really out of does. Ease. I think yeah. it's you know we kind of brush it off and we can mm. kind of glamorize being busy i mean i wish i had taken yeah. my own advice when yeah. i was sitting at my desk at 12 30 this morning but i think we can very much glamorize oh i'm so busy but mm. that's unhealthy it is unhealthy and we've got now we work with um scientists in different fields and yeah. just talking to them we're actually starting to do some of our own trials in spa but about mm. um you know the cortisol levels that run through your system yes. when you when you're busy all the time and you're in fight and flight you, yeah. you we don't even know the damage that it's doing to our yeah. endocrine system our reproductive system and we're starting to understand that ancient and alternate they're not really alternative medicines anymore but these need to work hand in hand with what we're we're mm-hmm. doing and we need to we need to look to nature we need to understand cycles we need to slow yeah. down when we need to so we can be more productive and more creative and create more and have a better output for our families and our communities and ourselves. Mm-hmm. It's not working that way. Yeah. We need to look at what's different and adopt that and and also understand, you know, we, we hear a lot about corporate organisations putting in wellness spaces. Yes. And they want us to come in and do yoga classes or aromatherapy mm-hmm. or treatments and we're more than happy to. Yeah. But then we get there and the people that work there are often, they feel funny about actually using it. I've and seen when that. we say why, we, they're like, well, do I want to be seen as... So I slacking off or... Mm-hmm. I used I, to feel guilty to go outside for fresh air. Yeah, which but... Is, which is crazy, yeah. right? Because if we knew and we understood the value that comes from having a bit of downtime... Mm. Everyone would be saying, go outside, create yeah. these. That's why we we have more productivity and creativity because we create beautiful spaces Yes, and we give people time. You can't come up with amazing ideas if you never have time to think. Exactly. And you can't get in contact with the spirit or the creator mm-hmm. that we co-create with if you don't listen. Yes. You have to be quiet and listen mm-hmm. so that that's when the inspiration comes. Yeah, I agree with that. So it's not just us. We... We are the vessels for the inspiration to flow through. But if we don't take time to stop and hear it, you miss all this greatness that's just waiting to be, yeah. you know. I, um, I, you make a very good point about businesses that do have a, 
you know, a, a wellness mm. space or a yoga room because sometimes it does feel as though they are just mm. ticking a box. Yeah. So that the next, you know, mm. if the press are mm. speaking to them about something, they can say, oh, yes, we mm. put well-being first. first. Mm. But that won't – I mean, you have to do it with the right intent. Yeah. So if things are ju- done just because it's a fad or it's a whatever – it yeah. won't last. You have to, like with everything in life, you have to do it with a, the right intent. Mm. Mm. Do you think that we are improving as far as taking time out for wellness or do we still have a long way to go? I think we're certainly improving. Yeah. I think there's less guilt associated with it now. Yes. I think it's seen less of a luxury and more of something that's really important for our well-being and to live our best lives. Mm-hmm. But I, I still think we can get better at it. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, I imagine your answer to this next question will have something to do with balance, but mm. you are in Dota is the largest spa network in the country, 102 mm. spas in Australia at last count, which is mm. unbelievable. Yeah, it's Congratulations. Thank you. What would your advice be to anyone looking to take a similar leap and start their own business? Mm. Mm. I would say... Do your research. Yeah. Talk to people who've done it before you. Mm-hmm. I, I, I've found in my journey people are more than willing and really generous with their time and knowledge. Yeah. So I didn't have one mentor. I had, you know, loads of people that I could call on to learn from. It's very important. Yeah. So I think do your research. Make sure it's something that you love mm-hmm. if you want it to be sustainable. Mm-hmm. And surround yourself with amazing people. Yeah, you know, I, the people who sur- surround me are amazing and you know brilliant at so many different things and different to me, and you just uh, you can't do it on your own. No, I agree no. with that. A support mm. network is huge, the most important mm. thing. So over a hundred spas, two more than a hundred, three product lines. Was yes. that right? Three yeah. product lines and a business worth millions upon millions of dollars what's next for indota Mm, what's next well it's a loaded question no it's really (laughs) exciting um we've got we're launching our mother and baby range so we've been working with an amazing uh, scientist confidentially heard about yeah (laughs) well it's nearly launched april is our launch date i think very exciting yeah um so dr Haley dickinson is um she's a leader in um mother and baby health and well-being Mm -hmm. she's written about i think 70 articles that have been published in scientific journals yeah she's amazing you should speak to her one day oh yeah um anyway she's collaborated with us on this range so Mm -hmm. we're super excited to launch that we've opened our hydrate and light studios yeah so we have one in um rain square in perth cbd and one at sydney international airport oh at the airport oh so the idea is you can put a um you can have a hydration test Mm. a led treatment and then a mask before you get on your long-haul flight what a fabulous thing to have at the airport yeah so we hope that that goes well and we can open more of those oh i'm gonna need one in melbourne (laughs) because Oh yeah, yes. we need one. It's only Sydney at the moment, but um, we'll put the pressure. Put on. the pressure on Melbourne <laughs> Airport, yeah. Um, and then we've got our Wellness College, so that is oh, just yes. you know amazing and something I've wanted when to do for a long time. When did the Wellness College? So our Docklands campus opened 
only in about August mm-hmm. last year. Um, but we teach um, beauty therapy, mm-hmm. diploma of beauty therapy, remedial massage amazing. and salon management. And we've got some oh, amazing students. How wonderful to have salon management yes. because I feel as though the business side... Yes. You know, these people would have to go elsewhere. And That's right. Yeah. yeah. So it's amazing and it's a gorgeous space. And we've got industry leaders as teachers. Yeah. So that is fantastic because our own network obviously is growing and needs endoterized therapists. But then beyond yeah. our network, there's so many other brands now looking for really yeah. great trained healers and therapists. So it's exciting. That's amazing. Yeah. And we'll do short courses from there. So Oh, how wonderful. We're going to get in um, people that have surrounded us, so amazing yoga teachers, kinesiologists, aromatherapists, Mm -hmm. and open that up to the public. Wow. Yeah. Are you finding that the people that are studying at the Wellness College, are they school leavers or are they people looking for a career change, a bit of both? Bit of both. Yeah. Mixed bag. It's really fantastic. Yeah. Loving it. Well, given how much the industry has changed in the near 20 years Mm. since Indota came to be... What do you think we can expect to see next from the industry as a whole, say five years down the track? Mm, good question. I think we're going to see a lot more science mm-hmm. um, coming out to quantify what intuitively therapists and healers have always known. Yeah. So I think that will be a big step and I think we'll be looking a lot into sleep and sleep patterns. and how important that is for our overall well-being. That was Melanie Gleeson, founder and CEO of Indota Spa, which you can find on Instagram at Indota Spa. To read my interview with Melanie, you can visit glowjournal.com. And for more beauty news, you can find me on Instagram at gemkwatts or at glow.journal. If you liked this episode, please do not forget to subscribe, rate, review and share so other beauty lovers can find us and join the Glow Journal family. I'm Gemma Watts. You've been listening to the Glow Journal podcast and thank you for joining me.